Aloha! You are listening to Inside the Desert Oasis Room, episode number 132. This episode is sponsored by Tandawai Rum, the world's largest rum producer and winner of over 170 international medals in the past four decades. Check out their webpage at TandawaiUSA.com or follow them on Facebook or Instagram at TandawaiUSA. This episode is sponsored by the Tiki Bar T-Shirt Club, where their monthly t-shirt designs pay tribute to a Polynesian bar or restaurant from days long past. Each design is available for a limited time and will never be produced again. For more information and to check out this month's shirt, visit TikiBarTshirtClub.com. This podcast is also brought to you by Steadfast Pomade, a strong-holding, medium-bodied styling product for men and women, which leaves your hair looking slick, neat, and shiny with a clean, fresh scent. Order yours today at SteadfastPomade.com. On this episode, we chat with Rena Bambina. Rena Bambina is a pinup and retro model from Germany who's traveled all around the world. I met Rena at the world-famous Tiki Tea, and two weeks later, we recorded this episode after a photo shoot with pinup photographer Mitzian Co. inside the Desert Oasis Room. Hear how Rena got her start in pinup, and more interestingly, learn about what she does outside the world of pinup. It's sure to surprise and impress you. As always, I hope you enjoyed this episode as much as we did bringing it to you. And if you did, hit that subscribe button. Subscribing makes it easier for you to follow our adventures. Shares on your social media pages are always appreciated. And if you'd like to help support the show, go to DesertOasisRoom.com to pick up some merch or make a donation. This podcast does not survive without the help of its sponsors or its listeners, so every purchase or donation, no matter the size, is totally appreciated and helps keep this podcast coming to you every week. Okay, let's get into this. Give it up for Pinup and Retro Model, the one and only Rena Bambina. So, I'm going to make you a drink. Yes, please. First drink of the I day, like right? That. <laughs> okay, so let's see. Let me get my bearings straight. Every time I start from scratch, I have to think about what I'm doing. But mm-hmm. I'm very excited. I don't know what drink it will be, so it's uh, a surprise. We're going to find out here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, here we go. And for our, all our listeners, please welcome our friend from Germany, Miss Rina Bambina. Aloha. Um, should I have said your real name? Oh, no. Rina like Bambina. Rina. Like Rina Bambina. Fine. Okay. <laughs> uh, we just actually wrapped up a shoot here with Mitzi and Company in the Desert Oasis Room. Mm-hmm. I'm really excited to see these photographs because they looked incredible as they were happening. I mean, it is such a great location. Every corner of this room looks so Oh, thank so you. That's so nice of you to say. And can different. I, can yes. I ask you, how did you get started doing the pinup? Thing. Yes, um, I guess it was about eight years ago. Oh my god, time wow. is flying! Wow, <laughs> eight years ago. So, um, my grandmother 
She has a big wardrobe full of clothing. Okay. She made them um, by herself because she was a seamstress um, back in the days. And so she had this full uh, closet full of pretty dresses and she always wanted me to wear them. And I'm like, I don't know. I don't want to look like a grandma. <laughs> but eventually <laughs> I put them on and they felt very comfortable and I, I looked amazing. And um, that's how it all started. I, I began taking pictures with friends. Uh, in the beginning, but I really liked how I looked and how I felt. Did you know about pinup culture, though, at the time that you started? Not really. I didn't okay. have any friends in the culture at all, which okay. was very strange. Okay. Um, so it was really, for me, first the fashion, uh -huh. and then it started. Um, I started going to concerts. I met people. I started listening to rock and roll music. I started to dance a little bit. Not very good, but I do it anyway. And yeah, <laughs> that's how, how it all started. And I started to travel. Uh -huh. And yeah, every time I travel, my um, my circle of friends gets bigger and bigger. And yeah. I do more and more photo shoots. I do okay. more and more of what I love. And it's great. Okay. I'm very grateful for that. What surprised you most about pinup culture when you started to really get active in that? It surprised me how, um, how big the variety is. Mm -hmm. Like how different the people are, although it is the same culture. I mean, mm -hmm. you have so many little subcultures that are so interesting. You have uh, you have the rockabilly, uh, rockabella right. style that is more modern, maybe. And you have the true authentic vintage people. You have the tiki people, I see as a subculture still, uh, or a little part of, um, of this whole um, culture, like pinup tiki girls. I like that very much. Uh, you have the steampunk, for example, which is oh, a bit steampunk. Different, too, really? But I see a relation, yes, we okay. have that. And uh, recently I get more and more into um, the Japanese culture. They have the Lolita style, for example. I find mm -hmm. a little bit of pinup in there too. Really? So every, yeah, everywhere okay. you see, um, you can see a little bit of pinup here okay. and there. Okay. So yeah, it's really, and it's about the people, right? It's about the, the people that make the, that, the That's what scene. it is in every mm -hmm. subculture that mm -hmm. we follow, right? It's always about the people because it almost becomes second right with the, the subculture that mm. that we follow so um whatever it is so i'm a tiki person yeah <laughs> and of course what uh i enjoy is is the tiki events the tiki collecting mm. the tiki bars but i can't enjoy that Thank without you. good friends because if i'm by myself it's nothing, yeah. right? So it really is the people. Yeah. It really, I really have to say, especially when I came here to uh, California the first time, I had maybe one or two friends and um, they introduced me to people um, of, uh, of their friends. And so they became my friends. And every time I come here, I have more and more people to hang out with. Okay. And the people are very welcoming. The hospitality is great here. I okay. really have to say That's people nice. are taking me to Tiki bars, for example. My friend Didi Cupcake, she took me to Tiki Tiki. I love Didi. Didi's our friend. Yes, Shout out to Didi. Didi. Hey, Didi, how, how are you? Girl. I hope we you're listening. You. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and she's the whole reason I am here today. So... Yeah, um, this is like really amazing. You invited me here. You, we could do the photo shoot in your room. So, for our yeah. listeners, for a little bit of a background, I met Rena at Tiki Tea. Mm -hmm. Tiki Tea is my favorite bar, <laughs> and she, you were a guest of Didi's that night. Exactly. And um, I had so much fun. It was so much fun that night. Oh yes. And again, this, it's it's it goes back to the example of it's the. It's the people, mm -hmm. right? Because without the right people, the Tiki Tea is just another bar, mm -hmm. right? 
Um, so yeah. So that's that's neat. Okay, so let me make sure I get my proportions right here. So can I tell you what we're gonna drink now? I'm really impressed. Do you want to be? I, I, I'm impressed how you can do a multitasking, like mixing the well, drink and asking questions. And yeah, that's very it's nice very of impressive. You to say. <laughs> but the truth is, I'm really trying to concentrate on what you're saying while I'm doing this. Because oh my God, this drink will be. <laughs> I hope. I hope. I hope. So here we go. No, it will be good. We're gonna shake this up and we're gonna see. Okay. Okay. How this comes out. Mm. Okay. Okay, this is one of my favorite drinks. A very special experience for me. Okay, mm -hmm. here we go. Have you been drinking in any home bars at all while you were out here? I don't think so. Okay. Not that I think of it. Mm -mm. That's always the first time. Now, <laughs> what is the tiki scene like in Germany, where you're from? Mm -hmm. Tell me more about that. Well. I have to say, I come from a very small town in Germany, in a okay. very small, unimportant state of Germany that no one even knows. Okay. But it's great, it's home and I love it. Um, but there's no tiki culture whatsoever. There's no tiki bar, there, are, there aren't even any pin-up girls, I'm the only one. And um, But I did some research and in the bigger cities you have tiki bars, you have tiki people, it's maybe a little bit more okay. of a hidden culture still. So how did you find tiki? I there found tiki here, here first. In, in the United yes. States? Okay. Yes, I did. Okay. I did. I went to Don the Beachcomber, for mm -hmm. example, a um, couple of uh, years back, I think, or was it last year, I believe. And um, I went to Tonga Hut in Palm Springs. Okay. So it's really here where I first encountered the tiki culture in general. Okay. Okay. Mm -hmm. All right. So... What we are drinking, mm -hmm. I, I I like to call this the Desert Oasis Daiquiri. It's a riff on a pineapple daiquiri. Ooh, so nice. we are using the Plantation Pineapple Rum, which mm -hmm. is one of my favorite rums. And the way that the rum is made is it's actually one of their, I, I, I hope I don't get this wrong, but it's one of their, I think, three-star rums or something of that effect. And then they are actually putting the flesh of real pineapples inside the rum. And they're, they're filtering it into the rum. So that's how it works. It gets a pineapple flavor. So I hope you enjoy it. Oh, you So I made an extra one great, for our friend great Mitzi. Great choice. Mitzi's yes, here. Mitzi's here. She will prost with us. So cheers. Cheers. Say cheers. prost. <laughs> prost. Here we go. <laughs> okay. Oh, very good job. Well done. Thank you. I'm a pineapple Glad you like girl. it. Glad you like it. Yes, I like the ananas. I was a little bit nervous because I was trying to listen to you while I was <laughs> mm -hmm. making that. So, Good job. Earlier we were talking about our German friends, mm -hmm. or my German friends, I mm -hmm. should say. I know mm -hmm. so many Germans that are into the tiki thing, mm -hmm. which I find kind of... Should I say that that's unusual coming from Germany? It is, it is. Okay, so Sven Kirsten, mm -hmm. who came here quite a while ago, probably in the 80s. Mm -hmm. uh, he came here to the United States to go to art school. And he's the one who wrote the book of Tiki. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. And then uh, we have a friend, Jochen Hirschfeld, mm -hmm. who created the DVD of Tiki. Mm -hmm. I met him probably about 15 years ago because he was creating this documentary after having gone through the South Pacific, Hawaii, and Tahiti, and the Marquesas, and all oh, of those islands. Wow. He thought, I want to do a documentary on Tiki. Mm -hmm. And then he came to the States to go to all the different Tiki bars and all the old restaurants and talked to the people in the Tiki community, interviewed them for this documentary. 
And then recently, I did a podcast with Dirk Balau and oh, Stefan Stefan Imke. Okay, yeah, so you know, I know them. Dirk. Oh okay, my so God. you know Dirk. Yes. So <laughs> small world. <laughs> Dirk and Stefan have been on the podcast, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and they filmed our podcast for. Their new documentary, their, their their new movie. Yes. I think they're calling it Squeezed Up. Mm-hmm. So, they're yeah. Now that I know where to look, then you can really find yeah. the, the people in Germany. Yeah. So yeah. I guess that is. I like that. So I, like I said, I thought that that was unusual that tiki culture has really permeated all the way to Germany, mm-hmm. and all of these people that I know that are they're all such good friends of mine now. They mm-hmm. come to the states all the time for the tiki stuff, right? The, the tiki events, tiki yes. oasis, and other things that are happening out here. Well, that's the thing about Germans in general. We love to travel. We love to uh, cultivate ourselves and lo- dive into different worlds. That's yeah. really what we are all about. We love meeting people. I can speak for myself, and maybe that's the connection right here. Because yes, tiki in Germany it's a little bit more hidden because Germany's so far away from Hawaii. Yeah. And I told you that Hawaii for us Germans like this paradise that is unreachable and is so far away but that's why we want to go out and explore and we come here you want to create your own paradise too because if you can't go there no no germany is so cold (laughs) we need we need more of this tropical uh world is there are there any tiki bars or anything in germany i think in the big cities i did some research and we have a tiki bar in nuremberg and in berlin i've never been like i said but they are there you have okay. to know where to okay. look and you can find it okay so i will do when i get home i need Germany, to go out there i do a tiki tour yes there's tiki a trader Bits in munich did you know in that munich. no i didn't know are you close to munich uh not really okay. <laughs> like i said i live far away from almost everything but like i said i always love to travel so so i travel for cocktails so sven actually fun. travels to munich every mm-hmm. year because he actually works there even though he lives here mm-hmm. and then my friend Jochen, who did the dvd of tiki is from munich and I keep saying that one of these days I'm going to go there and hopefully they'll give me a tour of Munich. Oh yes, so. you should come. Like Bavaria is very beautiful. Unusual. Uh, I wouldn't have thought that Tiki is in Bavaria really. Because if you yeah. think of Bavaria, you think of like the Dirndl and the beer and the, the Brezel and stuff yeah. like that. But yeah, why not Tiki? Let's talk about the beer since you said beer. Oh, so yes. That was the, the Germany cue, huh? is known for their beers. <laughs> oh yes, we are. <laughs> what do you think of the beer here? Just be honest. <laughs> oh my god, I'm so sorry, but I <laughs> say, no. I mean, when you start like, with the apology, <laughs> then I think I know what the answer is. <laughs> no. That's okay. You can say that you don't <laughs> yes. like the beer here. Yes. So I, I have to say it is a bit weak, but yes, no but, flavor. Yes, is it? But you because there's there. no flavor, not because it's weak in alcohol. Yes, in I would strength, say or both. That. I, yeah, a little bit of both, I would say. But I have to say that you are getting there. You getting you better. Are, yes, I, there, I, there are more and more bars that I noticed that carry a lot, like a big variety of beer. Mm-hmm. And I find a lot of Belgian beer here in the U.S. and also German beer. It's getting more and more. Okay. Yeah, I think. Do you drink beer? Oh yes, I do. What's your favorite? Oh my God, that is such a hard question. Oh really? Yes, it is because. Mm, it depends on the situation, really. When I go to Hamburg, for example, I mm-hmm. enjoy a very good Astra. I enjoy okay. the Berliner Kindle when I'm in Berlin. When I'm back home, I have to say, after a hard day of work, I enjoy a great Hefeweizen. Okay. That is the best. It's so refreshing. So is that how you say that? I'm saying it wrong then. How do you say it? Hefeweizen. Oh, it's not it's too bad. Hefeweizen. Hefe. Hefe. Hefeweizen. Oh, okay. 
Okay, I'm gonna have to correct myself the next time that I order one. Oh, I will teach you a little bit before you come to Germany, right? Is that a good deal? (laughs) So can we get any of those beers here that you like? Yes, you can. Um, They are available at some liquor stores and at some bars. Okay, because I want to try them. I can give you a list. I already know where. (laughs) Just text it to me. But Uh the... The thing too is that I'm curious about is so for example Coca-Cola they changed the flavor of Coca-Cola across the world to oh, adjust yes. it to the palate of the market that they're trying to sell it mm, in right so the Coca-Cola in the United States is different from the Coca-Cola in South America well yes and different from the ones in Germany because there are some ingredients that are not allowed so Germany. do they do the same thing with the beer um, so if you gave me a list of those so. beers and I try I to get it so. here, would it be no. the same? It would be the same because in Germany we also have the Reinheitsgebot, which means there's a certain way, a certain rule how to brew the beer. Mm-hmm. And it's just, it's always the same. That's mm-hmm. so German, I know. <laughs> but no, you have, okay. we have these rules and that when you go into a bar and a, or a liquor store and you buy German beer, it's authentic German beer. Okay. It's like that in Germany too. Okay, mm-hmm. okay. All right. Can so trust trust me. I'm gonna give that yes. Am <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk about, and I hope it's okay to talk about this. Let's talk about what you do outside of pinup. Absolutely. Because I find that fascinating. Mm-hmm. You know, the thing is, in this tiki world that I'm in, and I'm sure it's the same in the world that you're in with pinup and and vintage scene, is sometimes we forget what some people do outside of what we know them as. Yes. Most of the time we see a persona. Yeah. Which is like Rina Bambina for me. But Right. So let's let's surprise everybody by telling them what you do outside (laughs) of Pinup. Okay, so when I am not Rina Bambina, I am actually Doctor Katharina Stenger. So I am a doctor, I'm a psychologist. I graduated in uh, neuroscience, so I'm I'm still wow. a scientist. <laughs> I am, wow. and yeah, it's very different. It's quite a contrast to my colorful pinup life. What does a typical day look like for you when you're doing your scientist work? Well, I used to work in a lab, like really going into a lab, and I did EEG, so putting little caps on people's head with mm-hmm. electrodes on it, and then I studied the brain waves and. I wrote a book about it. Oh, really? Yes, my dissertation. So it's like it's out there in the public. You can read it. It's okay. <laughs> it's in English even. But so what are you studying yeah. when you say you're studying brainwaves? I'm studying um, the brain, how it is still capable to learn even at an old age. That's what I did okay. when I w- uh, when I was at university. So, um, but what I wanted to do right now is a different kind of science. So I try to combine my two passions: science, psychology, and photography, and being a model. So I try to combine this and I want to do another study. I want to really um, educate myself about the psychological processes during a photo shoot and what does it mean to be a model. How does it um, put an impact on your self-confidence, for example, or on your personality and your identity? I'm very interested in that. Oh, I think that that's... I think that that's a huge impact on, on your self-confidence. It does. Yeah. I mean, I see it in myself. Yeah. And so I want to do some interviews with um, with models and I want to okay. to get to know what kind of processes are standing behind that. How do you develop your own personality? And maybe how can you 
it used a photo shoot to escape maybe real life because photo shoots are sometimes um, very colorful mm -hmm. and very different from what you usually do in your everyday life, like I do. Or you can use a photo shoot um, also to get to know yourself and your own body. Oh. So I find this very interesting. Yeah, and I want yeah. to, I, I'm even thinking about doing some kind of therapy in front of the camera, maybe in yeah. a couple of years. Who knows? Okay. Mm -hmm. Oh, that's interesting. That's neat. So, speaking about brain waves, <laughs> when I was a young man, which I'm not anymore, but when I was a young guy, <laughs> and a, one of my pickup lines when I was meeting girls uh -huh. was, did you know that every time you learn something new, you get a new wrinkle in your brain? Wow. <laughs> you would have got me with that. And then, and then, so, like, they would say, oh, yeah. Then I'd say, yeah, did you feel it? Did you feel uh -huh. it? Because they learned something new by, by that, right? Mm -hmm. And then I came across a student who said, who studied I guess she was a biology student. She's like, well, kind of. You get a new neuropathway. Not really a wrinkle, but it's a, they call it a neuropathway. Yes. So I, I was stood corrected on that. Then, so I replied, well, do you know anything else that named itself? Because it took a brain to name itself a brain, right? Yeah. Someone had to think of the name, mm -hmm. right? So, true, true. Uh, and that stopped her in her tracks, but didn't get me anywhere. <laughs> but so. that's the, yeah, oh, oh, well, you try. But that, that's how you got to know the beauty of the brain, because it is really, the brain is such an interesting thing. That so you've probably learned all kinds of things that the average person doesn't know, because we're still learning a lot of things about the human brain, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. There's yeah. still so much mystery. Right, right. So... Um, at the risk of boring our listeners, <laughs> it fascinates me. So tell me something that you think that one of us would find interesting that we probably don't know. Like in my studies, for example, when you have, uh, when you are in an older age, mm -hmm. you usually say that, okay, you can't learn anything new. It's very hard for you, right? So all the connections in the brain are already um, hardwired. Mm -hmm. But that is not true. I found out that even in an old age, when you are able to train the brain in a specific way, you can still see a difference, for example, in the brain waves and even in the structure of the brain. So even at an old age, you are capable to learn new things. It's maybe a little bit harder okay. and you have to be more specific about the way you train your brain, but it's still possible. So the saying, you can't teach an old dog new tricks is not really not accurate. True. Okay. And I hear, I hear a lot of people saying, oh, I'm too old for this. And this is just not true anymore. Okay. No. You okay. <laughs> what do you know about memory? Let me I ask know. you about that. I know. Okay. A bit about and that's it. part of what you've studied, right? Yes. Um, I mean, it's, yeah. Because I can think back to, and I'll throw my age out there. Everybody's known, heard me say my age. I'm 50 it's such years a number. old. It's, such, uh, yeah, it's, just it's a number, only a number. Right? <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm 50 years old. I drink like I'm 21. And <laughs> it's how old you feel, huh? <laughs> right. But my earliest memory is I remember laying on a like a changing table and getting my diaper changed by my, my dad's sister, my aunt. Mm -hmm. And I remember when she pulled the diaper off, she, when she tucked the clean diaper underneath uh -huh. me and, and um, put the baby powder on me, I remember how refreshing it felt. Okay, so it's more a feeling that you remember, right? It's not but really I, an I, image, I, is nah, it? Yeah, you're right. It's more of the feeling that I remember, not so much the image, but mm -hmm. I do remember that happening. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I find it unusual that I remember something as far ago as that, but I don't remember a lot of other things from my youth. I do remember, you know, when I was maybe two years old playing with these little Hot Wheels cars. Mm -hmm. I was in my grandparents' house and they had a hardwood floor and I was pushing them really, 
because they were going so fast on this hardwood floor. And I remember putting my face down on the floor mm -hmm. so that I could watch the cars, you know, mm -hmm. roll on the floor. But then most of my childhood, I don't remember. And then I saw a program about these people that have these super memories yes. that can recall a specific date. Yeah. Like if you give them a date and time, mm -hmm. they can tell you what they were doing that day. Mm -hmm. So what do you know about that? Is that something we're still learning about? Uh, yes, we are. It's. Um, I mean, yeah, you have these kind of... Um, I would say if you can remember everything, it must be very hard on the brain. So it is... Um, how do you say? It's not normal, really, for the brain to remember right, everything right. because it would be too much for it. We only have a limited capacity sure. of memories that we can have in the brain. So that's why people who have this um, memory of really literally everything, they have a hard time, for example, socializing with people because it's just too much. Or when they go out and they hear noises or they hear loud talking, they have a problem with filtering out. And that is really what the um, healthy brain is doing. It's filtering our memories and those memories that are, for example, repeated Uh, lots of times mm. or a certain feeling that you that you enjoy and then the, um, the connections in the brain they get stronger and this memory builds up and you keep this memory so is there any truth to the theory that your brain can only hold so much memory yes there is but it is I have to say it is the working memory in general so working memory is that um, like a, a short short-term memory that is limited but uh, long-term memory you can gather more information of course the more you learn the more you can you can keep in your brain too sure. but you have to rehearse if you don't use it you lose it That's yes, yes. Mm -hmm. at this moment I'd like to remind our listeners that you're listening to a pinup model <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> speak about the brain you mentioned to me earlier that you're going to be traveling to Tokyo soon mm -hmm. so mm -hmm. I want to talk about that because I love mm, yes. Japanese culture mm -hmm. so me too Everything that they do just seems so much cooler to me, right? <laughs> so they have their own hot rod scene. Uh -huh. They have their own rockabillies. They have their own tiki scene. And they copy these things. I should, I, I don't know if copy is the right word. Yeah, copy maybe is the right yeah. word. I mean, they, they didn't have that back in the day. They didn't. So they pulled this from American yes. culture, right? So exactly. I was at a car show here, actually near Mitzi's house, which is at the Fairplex. Mm -hmm. And... They do, uh, I think it's like every five weeks, they do this custom car show and swap meet with hot rods. Oh, yeah, and, yeah, Pomona swap meet. Yeah, the Pomona mm -hmm. swap meet. And there was a lowrider there. It was a 1964 Chevy Impala that had oh, the Dayton wheel, the wire, nice. wire wheels, uh -huh. and the hydraulic suspension. And there were two Latino gentlemen that were playing with the controls and making this car bounce and dance around. Mm -hmm. And, it, you know, they were playing Debbie Deb, this freestyle artist from the 80s. And it was cool to gather a crowd. There's a big circle of people yeah. watching this. And there were two Japanese fellows mm -hmm. that were, they were dressed up like they were, you know, urban Latinos from Southern California. They were videotaping it. And after this whole spectacle was over, they walked over to these two Latino gentlemen that were playing around with the controls and controlling this car. And they started negotiating the price of that car. And those oh, guys really? were from Japan. Mm -hmm. They were, they bought it from, from yeah. 
Yeah, they bought it to put onto a ship to take to yes. Japan, which apparently is a popular thing. That there's that. a lot of American culture going there. Mitzi and I, we were riding in um, in a classic car in Japan, which is very unusual because they have the steering wheel on the other side. They drive on the other side of right. the road too in Japan, which was so odd to to drive in a in an American car there. Yeah, but yeah, they do that. Oh, that's mm, interesting. They have yeah. a lot of garages there, and the people are very dedicated. And I love how respectful the people are to the whole culture, to a car in general. Yeah. It's like they are in a relationship with yeah, the car. Yeah, very respectful. Uh, we talked about that earlier, that if they're at a comedy show, they won't laugh because they think it's being rude, but yes. they will clap at the end of the show. Imagine that, right? Right, right. <laughs> So it is kind of weird. What what's gonna bring you guys to Jer uh, to I'm sorry to Japan? Yes, we are going to the Moon Ice show in oh, Yokohama Moon Ice. Yeah. in December. Okay, and uh, so uh, Mitzi and uh, Psycho Apparel they are hosting a pinup contest there. It's the second time. This okay. time we did it last year for the very first time. I was very honored to host it and I will host it again this year because oh, they nice. loved it very nice. and um, so we want to bring people from Japan and also people from all over the world together bring pinup girls together bring them on stage show them be confident yeah. and uh, yeah do a little when you travel for pinup do you see a lot of the same people where you travel yes yes I have yeah I have to say I uh, it's like so you Viva, have friends example, all over the world, right? Yeah, well, yeah, like Viva, everyone Viva comes out for Viva. It's a family meeting for me. It's okay. for me the big chance really to see almost everybody. <laughs> Are there events like that around the world similar yes. to you? Okay. Spain, for example, has a very big uh, rockabilly scene. Like imagine laying on the beach yeah. and listen to rockabilly music, or to okay. live music okay. and have a cocktail in your hand. Yeah, that's like the, the Viva of Spain. <laughs> oh, so that's neat. So then mm -hmm. everywhere you go when you're traveling for pinup, it's... You're familiar with faces. You have friends yes. there. Yes, yeah. I do. And okay. every time, it more and more. Do you have a favorite place you like to go to? Oh, not really. I, no? I can't say. Okay. Um, in general, um, I like the U.S., of course. Otherwise, I wouldn't be here like two times a year. <laughs> That's okay. We, we <laughs> yeah, like, like it when you're here two I times love, a year. Oh, thank you. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I love California. I really, um, yeah. I really do. I love Japan very much. And... Um, Otherwise, but there are so much, uh, so more, many more places that I want to visit. For example, Hawaii yeah, is still on Hawaii, my list. Yeah. I really should go to Hawaii. Yeah, yes. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so let's talk about that now. I want to transition to some fun questions because we know that you're a beautiful pinup, very successful in what you do. We, now we know that you're a successful author, that you are a scientist and doctor. But what we want to know is the real, the real Rina Bambina. Mm -hmm. Okay, so I'm going to ask you a couple <laughs> fun questions. If you could travel anywhere in time, oh. when would you travel? Hmm. I would probably travel to the to the year of 1989. It's my birth year, but it's also very important here for Germany because the wall came down in that year. I remember and when that came down. Yes. Every time I see footage of that, I, I cry always. Okay. Yes. Every okay. Big, it's tears of joy, and. I would love to travel to this occasion back in time and see that. Okay. And see people uniting together. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. Otherwise, I would say my second favorite time would probably be the future. Okay, what part of the future? And why? Hmm. I would say maybe just, um, uh, how do you say, like maybe 50 years? Maybe 50 years, just to, just to check just it out. Just out of curiosity. Yeah, 
just would just, you look yourself see. up yes totally ah that's what we are like hey i'm rina from the future stop doing that <laughs> stop drinking so much beer it's not good for you <laughs> are you sure you want to see what you're going to be no. like in 50 years i don't I'm, i'm not going to be alive i don't think if i am i'll be lucky but i don't think i'll be alive in 50 years but i don't know if i want to see myself at 10 years <laughs> <laughs> yeah right <laughs> right okay uh let's do a second fun question mm-hmm. if you could meet anyone real or fictitious mm. dead or alive mm. who would that be oh yeah let me see that is a good one i think um i would go i would love to to meet freddie mercury i'm a big fan of queen sorry okay. <laughs> i would love to see him because he's such um an inspiring and weird person <laughs> i don't know yeah i would really love to to have met him okay back in the days okay. yeah i've i've thought about this many times mm-hmm. the the safe answer or the answer that makes people always feel bad is i'd love to meet like a great 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 grandfather oh that then if i were being selfish i'd love to meet bruce lee <laughs> oh yeah there you go <laughs> so those are a couple answers mm-hmm. okay here's a fun one if a movie were to be made of your life ooh <laughs> Who would you want to play you? Oh, wow. Huh. Let me think about it. There's um Mm. I always say the rock because you know we look the same. Right? <laughs> For me, <you> no, <laughs> no, I'm kidding. For me. <laughs> <laughs> no, I would go probably with some Hollywood actress. I I'm thinking about And it doesn't I, have to be a modern she, day actress. It yes, could be Yes, even if she doesn't really look like me, I think of Audrey Hepburn just because okay. I like her so much. I could see that. A little bit, right? Yeah. Because I was thinking about I wore a dress the other day that was a true vintage dress and it's called Audrey dress and it was made for me it was it looked so perfect and i was thinking oh, she's always so, she's also tiny and yeah, she yeah. she's very um she's also a very grateful person as uh, people portray her um so i think that her and i maybe that could work okay i think that could she work she would have to dye her hair, hair red but i mean no but yeah i mean <laughs> but you can also i think As long as she can embody who you are, mm. it doesn't have to be an I think exact so, physical. She can be very elegant, but she can also be a little bit like girly and quirky yeah. and stuff like that. I, and fun, I see that. Right? Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm. And then so here's an, a fun question that some people don't like this question because they think <laughs> it's too stupid, but I'm going to ask you if you could have any superpower, Ooh. what would you choose? So here's the one that I have picked. I actually I'm going to give you the, my first answer. Mm-hmm. This will kind of help guide you. Because some people they they have a hard time thinking outside the box. They think, oh, maybe I want to fly. Maybe I want to be invisible. I want to be able to eat whatever I want without getting fat. That's oh, mine. Oh wow! And then the second one, which a friend of mine <laughs> said, who travels a lot, said mm. he'd like to teleport. No, I would like. I already know the answer because okay. I would love to speak every language. Oh, that's a great answer. Yeah. Because I I act, I love languages. I try to learn a little bit of Japanese when I go to Japan to at least do the small talk, and people are loving yeah, you when yeah. you are making an effort to speak language. But it's not really a communication. So right? along that line, your English is. Excellent. Thank is you. This, is is English commonly spoken in Germany? It is. If when you go to Germany and you speak English, you will never get to learn German because we Germans okay. we, we Germans we love to talk English. Because all of my German tiki friends speak perfect English. Yes, we do. It's part of um our education in school and also in un- in university. Okay. Okay. How different is German from Austrian? Very. Is it really? Yeah. 
it is very. I mean, we, we can understand each other, but even within Germany, you is have so like many dialects. Is it like Spanish and Italian? Oh, uh, not. I wouldn't say not that far away, but maybe Spanish and Portuguese, maybe like that. Okay. Mm -hmm. You oh, understand. So they are, each yeah, other yeah, a little bit. Really. Some words, yeah. <laughs> Okay, okay. So that would be my answer, yes. Speak every language. Yeah, I would. I think that's a great answer. I might steal Thank that for you. a future Thank episode, you. by the way. I'll give you credit. <laughs> <Woohoo>. <laughs> well, I just want to say thank you so much. Number one, for being on the podcast. Number two, for using the Desert Oasis room for a photo shoot. Yes. And thank you to Mitzi. We have Mitzi here in the background. She's, she's <laughs> not mic, so we're waving at Mitzi. Thank you, Mitzi. <laughs> Yes, and I, thank I can't you wait to see us. these photos. Thank you so much. Thank you. I have to say, this is my very first podcast ever. I is it really? Never did it before, not even in oh, Germany. That's my very so first time. So when you come back, you're going to come back in August, right? <laughs> I do. We're going to record yes. your second podcast. Oh ever. yes, please. We're going to do that. a part two, and we're going to talk about what happened between now and then. Oh How yes, we will look into the future. <laughs> we're going to look into the future. <laughs> yes. Yeah, yeah. Is there right. anything before we wrap up? I I want to make sure that people know who you are, and if mm -hmm. you want to have followers on your Instagram, do you want to throw that out there? Yes, of course. Um, thank you for the opportunity. Yes, of course. Please follow my adventures all over the world. Uh, you can do that on Instagram when you follow follow um, Bambina underscore Rina. And otherwise, if you are interested in my other life and being a doctor, I have another Instagram account. It's called um, Doctor, also Dr. Katharina Stenger. Uh, the two um, Instagram accounts are combined. So you will find me one way or another. But yeah, please feel free to talk to me about everything. I always have uh, an open ear for you if you are interested in um, online counseling. That's what I do. Okay. So please okay. Uh, shoot me a message. Do you um, have a website? Do you want I to have put up a there? website. Okay. It's uh, katharina-stenger.de. Okay. And but yeah, you can contact me on every medium, ever, um, whatever, and I will talk to you. Very nice, yes. very nice. Let's give a shout out to our friend Mitzi. Mitzi, hey, what what danke. is your Instagram? Should we get, should we share that? Does, yes, does she want to share of that? Course. Okay. Follow Mitzi and Co. That is Mitzi's Instagram, and we also have a hashtag, which is hashtag Mitzi and Rina. If you want to see, oh really? Oh yeah. If I you want to see that. all the good oh, stuff, okay. Yes, so this so is quite new. So I'm going to hashtag the, some mm -hmm. of the photos that I took today. Mm -hmm. And okay. you can follow us uh, follow us on our adventures to Japan. We're going to Canada in August too. Oh, we nice. have that and we go to Bonneville. Okay. Um, oh, so Bonneville, yeah, follow yeah, us. Yeah. Very cool, very yeah. cool. Thanks again for being on the show. Thank you so much for having Thank me. You. It was and a pleasure. And for all our listeners out there that want to make a shout out, that want to leave a comment, that want to ask a question, go to the group page on Facebook inside the desert oasis room you can follow us on instagram at polynesian pop and if you want to listen to previous episodes or try to get into a future episode desertoasisroom.com send me a note and i guess that's it yes thank so you so much i say cheers. auf wiedersehen and auf wiedersehen. one more time prost. cheers prost, prost. cheers and thank aloha you. everyone <laughs>